Well, if you would, turn with me to Psalm 111. This will be the last, last in this mini-series on Psalm 111, verse, 10 verses, short, short psalm. And we'll be highlighting verse 10 today. This is God's inerrant word. Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has declared to his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are verity and justice. All his precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Amen. Well, Psalm 111, as I've mentioned a few times, is a psalm that is praising God for his mighty works and for who he is. And several weeks ago, we looked at verse 9, and in that we were reminded that the Lord Jesus was sent to be our Redeemer as fulfillment of uh, the loving covenant of God to us, to his people. And that holy and awesome is his name, is his character. And so he is to be praised, as we have been doing this morning. He is to be praised for his works, and he is to be feared also. Psalm 96, verse 4, For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. And often in Scripture, the praise of God and the fear of God go together. Psalm 89, 7, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. And our worship of him should reflect that always. And never degenerate to a worship which focuses only on his nearness or his love and praise God for the depth of those, uh, but does not reflect our awe of his holiness or does not recall our sin and his great forgiveness of us. Psalm 130, verses 3 and 4. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. And when we begin to rightly fear him, then we begin to grow in true wisdom, what wisdom really is. There is no wisdom aside from the fear of the living God. Any other so-called wisdom is false. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 2 says, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasure, you're seeking the wisdom of God, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So we should fear, brothers and sisters, we should fear one whose works are great and honorable and glorious, which are to be remembered. And he has declared the power of his works uh, and the works of his hands are true and just and are all according to his word. They're all according to his promises, to his covenant. And if we fear him, and we can say from our hearts, holy and awesome is his name, we will wisely become more and more doers of his word, and our works will reflect uh, his. So it's wise to revere and obey 
our creator and our master, our king and our Lord. It's wise to obey and love him who has loved us and, and died for us. It is wise to obey the one who makes everlasting uh, covenants with us, with his people, who by ourselves could not do so or, or even keep one. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. So a good understanding of who he is and of his mighty works shows us clearly that he is to be feared. He alone is to be feared. And, and a good understanding of his covenant promises and his obligations urges us to be doers of his word, to do his commandments. So if you are not inclined to do, if people are not inclined to do or to obey his word, that would indicate a weak understanding of his mighty works and of who he is. But he gives grace. Praise God. He gives grace so that we can grow in understanding who he is and what he has done. Charles Spurgeon said, Men may know and be very orthodox. They may talk and be very eloquent. They may speculate and be very profound. But the best proof of their intelligence must be found in their actually doing the will of the Lord. So his praise, brothers and sisters, endures forever. We have been praising him this morning. It will go on forever. It will endure forever. As this psalm and Psalm 112 uh, begin, the Lord is to be praised. Those with wisdom, indeed, want to praise him and do praise him. Those who understand his commandments and do them also praise him. And so we should be growing in praise as we grow in understanding his commandments and in doing them. His praise endures forever whether we give it or not. It is wise to praise him. Wisdom and understanding of the Lord causes us to fear him and to do his commandments. Oh, that we would study his works and praise him with all our heart and for all of our lives. So as we partake of these elements this morning, as the Lord commanded us to do, and we pray, we will pray that we would come in the fear of the Lord, who alone forgives, with a renewed uh, desire to do his commandments and with hearts joining together in our praise of him. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, you are worthy of all praise and adoration. And we come to you with thanks that you have revealed yourself and you have shown us your mighty works. Lord, you have sent us a Redeemer, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, that we would rejoice in your mighty works even today and in our redemption and remember your great works. And so fear you and do your commandments. The Lord, fill us with your spirit that we might be growing in wisdom and growing in the fear of the Lord and in praising you because your name is holy and awesome. We praise you, Lord God, and we ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.